Hello, listeners. Uh, this is Albert here. Uh, and this segment is here just to let you know that, unfortunately, due to a mishap, episode 219 was originally recorded or published incorrectly. When I exported the audio, I sort of forgot to unmute the dialogue track and only had the uh, sound effects and music track. So all you'll hear if you listen to all two hours is the, the intro music, some sporadic downloads, some... Um, some music to introduce a couple segments, and then the closing music. Uh, not a lot for two hours. I'm sorry about that. I have gone ahead and fixed that episode and re-uploaded it in the same in the same uh, submission, the same entry. Uh, so if you're one of those first 219 listeners who didn't get any audio, go ahead and check again. It is there now. Again, I apologize about that. Now, I've been trying to download it again so I could hear it. Because you know, I was one of the first 219 downloaders. And for some reason, my player is not letting me download it. It keeps erroring out. And so I am not able to listen to it. I should be able to download it by going to the website. Um, and maybe I'll just figure out the problem anyway and eventually listen to it. But uh, if you are having trouble, trust me, it is there. All two hours are there with audio and dialogue. And I thought it was a pretty good show. So, so I, I say go listen to it. Now, I'm, I'm here, you know, it's a recording, I'm going to have to upload this, so, hey, how about we just do a show anyway, a really short one. Um, we'll surprise Julius with this, it'll be really funny. Alright, cue the intro music. Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 120. Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Can anybody hear me? Hello? <coughs> Alright, listeners, uh, welcome back. It's been, uh, well, probably about a day since uh, the last episode you heard. Uh, so this episode is going to be really short. I'm just going to... I don't have any news since, what, a week ago when we recorded the last one. Um, so, you know... So the normal format is we usually try and have some sort of segment and then a review of a game. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Uh, just for the heck of it, I don't know how well this is going to work. I thought it'd be interesting to look back at the first 119 episodes. And of all the games we covered, which ones do I actually still own? Now, I've gotten rid of some games simply because I, I find I wasn't playing them enough or, or at all after I did the, the la- that show. Honestly, trying to do a podcast and uh, publish an episode every couple weeks... It's hard to actually play a lot of different games or revisit old games simply because I got to try and keep up with new games for the for the show. So after a while, some games uh, you know look at oh I like that game but I just know I'm never going to get to it. So so let me let it move on. Let me get, find it a new home. So this is going to be a little bit tricky. Let me see. I'm going to go to BGG and browse the podcast there. Go reverse order, and I'm just going to list the games that I still own. I'm going to ignore the ones I don't. Oh, hang on. Alright, episode 1, Onirim. Definitely still own that. Episode 2, Field Commander Alexander. I still own that, but boy, I have not played that in years. Episode 3, Lord of the Rings. This is a Megasode with both the uh, Rainer Knizia game and the Fantasy Flight's uh, Living Card game. I still own both. I Boy, have I played Lord of the Rings, the Fantasy Flight. You know, alright listeners, so I was 
I was going to talk about the the games that I've covered that I still have, thinking, you know, it's going to be a relatively small list because I've let go of a lot of games simply because I just didn't have time to play them. I started going through the list, recording the segment, listing the games, starting with episode one coming forward. And after about 35 games mentioned, I'm noticing I still do actually have most of them. I'm, I'm surprised. Some of them I probably should let go, not, not because I don't like the game, but simply because I'd never play it, you know. I'd love to play all these games more, but who's got time? You know, most of the ones I've seen that I got rid of are games that, that I liked. I just said, I just had a feeling I'm not going to get to play again. Most notably might have been um, Ambush, which is a fantastic game, but but it was big, and I just knew I was never going to have time to play it, and I figured I should let other people have the chance to play it. You know, I kind of regret that, because if I ever decide to get it now, it's going to cost me way more than I ended up selling it for, but so be it. Um... So it's interesting to me. I mean, here's another game I don't have, Global Mogul. Again, that was a game I liked, um, but I just never saw me getting around to playing it again. Uh, excuse me. Come on, get it off the table. So yeah, this whole segment may not be published. It may. Um, let's move on either way. Uh, I want to talk about a game called The Plant. Now, this is a role-playing game. It's not often we talk about solitary role-playing games, but I wish I'd talk more about them. Um, one, there aren't that many solitaire design solo games other than maybe, uh, game books for the most part. And, and two, I, I just, I don't know, they just seem to take more time. I feel like they're going to take more time. Um, you know, I could talk about playing D&D solo, but I don't think D&D is that relevant for this podcast. Whatever system I use might be more relevant, but how many times am I going to cover the same system over and over? So the plant. This is a an RPG game designed for one player. It was apparently part of a solitaire role playing game contest, or maybe like a, a twenty four hour role playing game contest. I'm not sure. It was designed by Jason Morningstar. It is published by Bully Pulpit Games. Uh, I believe Jason Morningstar is the same person who designed games like Fiasco and uh, quite a few other RPGs. Actually, the plant originally came out in two thousand nine, um, and it is a free to download RPG. You could get it from the Bully Pulpit website. So in this game, it, it, the setting is... Well, let me just... Straight off the bat, the most noticeable thing about the setting... It's very dark. This game is very, very dark. Um, it, when I've played it, it always leaves me with a, a depressed feeling, honestly. Because cause it's... I don't know. It's just a heavy, heavy theme. Um, and the way it's set up, it's, you kind of don't have a lot of choice in that. I tried to play it last time, kind of knowing what I was going to expect. Tried to sort of manipulate the the setting and, and the and the story so that I could make it not be sad and you know it just didn't work. No matter what it, it's grim stuff happens and the setting itself is grim and depressing and you know. So that being said, it's a fantastic game. I think it's a fantastic game. Um because it as a role playing game it does an excellent job of putting you in a role and letting you experience have an experience of what that might be like. And the fact that you end up feeling sad about it afterwards just, I think, speaks to the point of what a good role-playing game it is. I mean, how often have you actually felt emotions from a game like, say, Dungeons & Dragons or, or any other role-playing game that, you know, comes to mind? Um, even Vampire the Masquerade, fun game, but I never felt emotionally affected by the game. Not really. Um, you know, and I'm sure there's exceptions to that, but anyway. So in this game, the premise is you're going into the plant looking for a loved one. Um... Somebody has gone missing inside the plant. You're trying to go back and get him back. Now, this is a plant that apparently is no longer in operation and is, is 
in Ruin now. The way the game works is it's you're going to cre- create these cards with four letters on them, A, B, C, and D, one on each side of the card. You get three by five index cards and do this. And they're going to shuffle them up and randomize them. You're also going to make uh, some cards with items on it and descriptions. You're going to have 20, I think it was 20 or so of these cards. And uh, <clears throat> let me see. They're going to have descriptions. They're called detail cards. They're going to have descriptions of things that you may encounter in the plant. And um, they could be things like, here's examples, a broken vice grip, uh, a happy dog, a new transformer doll, a pool of spilled apple juice, a dirty sweater, um, an angry homeless person. You know, just, just random things you might encounter. In there, and some of them could be, you know, it could be a sound of a brass band. It, it could be a feel, a, a sound, a smell, or an actual object. So you're gonna make this deck of cards, and you're gonna draw from this randomly as you play the game. And you know, the, the couple times I've played, you only only seem to draw a couple of them. You don't use most of it. At least that was my experience. It may change um, from play to play. So now, the way the game works, you're gonna start at the beginning room. You're gonna read the paragraph, and then it's gonna have you describe your experience. And what you see in the setting. And they recommend, and I found that works really well, is if you actually write out your experiences. I wrote it as a story. Um, so I just sit down and write a couple paragraphs describing what I've seen and what I've done and, and whatever felt appropriate for the setting. Then when you finish that setting, um, you will draw a location card and it's going to have letters. You can have drawn a starting location card. You can have the second location card and you play it next to your starting card that's already out there. And you, you pick the position however you want, but you're going to end up basically having two letters align. Then, sort of like a choose-your-own-adventure book, it's going to have you, well, not really pick a direction, but it's going to tell you if you have the letter A or, or C, go this way. If not, go the other way. So it's basically just sort of a strange randomizer that you're building a map. So, you know, even the map is abstract. It doesn't necessarily have to deal with spatial location to each other. Um, you're also going to have two attributes that may be affected and you're going to keep track of the points in that. They are anger and fear. And as you're playing the game, you know, things may happen that affect your anger or your fear level and you'll keep track of that for the end of the game. It sort of helps determine the ending. Um, A session of this probably, I'd say it takes like 60 to 90 minutes to to play through it. Setup is maybe 5 or 10 minutes, maybe 15 so it's a pretty quick game. Now, I've played it twice so far, and I think it was about three years apart each time, maybe even four years. And from my personal experience, it does not have a lot of replayability. The second time around, playing it, I will come across rooms that I remember for the first time, and I didn't like the room, or I didn't like my experience in the room, and it, it sort of soured the, uh, the effect of visiting that room again. And I really wanted to do something different and, and or leave that room just not be there can pretend that card never showed up um that took me there um so so because of that i found a little less replayable the negativity of the game again sort of might make you not want to play it again um but yeah there you go i think it's a fantastic game i do think it's worth trying at some point just be warned it, it is gonna it could leave you feeling down um do I have anything else to say about it? Nope. That's it. Super, super simple. Very heavy, heavy feeling game with, with little mechanics. Um, 
All right. Thanks for listening. That was Surprise Episode 120. Surprise!